You're listening to a podcast from Burley Heads Church of Christ, from Burley Heads on the Gold Coast. Hey Burley Church Online, <laughs> uh, good morning, good evening, whatever time you're watching this, it's great to be with you. Today I come to you from the uh, Luzers house uh, with their newborn baby, Mercy. I uh, went to them this week and we're filming in their lounge room and so thanks for letting us use your lounge room from Alan Kirsten and Mercy Milan and um yeah, we'll be back to our normal location hopefully next week. But today, how awesome is technology? And so we're going to continue our series. If you've just joined us, we've been in a series on producing, cultivating the fruit of the Spirit. Acknowledging that the fruit of the Spirit aren't something you just kind of and like think about really hard and do and grow. They're like fruit. You have soil. You water, sunlight. You produce these things by remaining in the Spirit. They are the fruit of a life lived with the Spirit. And so today we want to talk about gentleness. And kind of like kindness, which we did a little while ago, it's one of these words that I can't speak for you, but I personally struggle with. <laughs> when I think of gentleness in in terms of the world we live in, which is a dog-eat-dog world, which is a world where we celebrate those that cut above the line, that those that are that get what they want, those that climb the corporate ladder, those that get ahead, those that are ambitious, in a world that celebrates those people as successful. As I first started to explore this word gentleness, I can't help but imagine or think of things like weak. (laughs) I think of things like uh, letting people tread all over you, soft. But, Like nearly every fruit, once you read, once you explore what it means to produce gentleness, again, that's not the case. In fact, gentleness is extremely powerful. Let me me explain why gentleness is an extremely powerful fruit to produce. I talked about being at Samal and Kirsten's house. We were here a couple of days ago and we came and visited Mercy. And my youngest, Noah, got to hold his now youngest cousin. And so we sat Noah up on the couch and we put Mercy in his hands as he's shaking, nervously holding his baby cousin. And what do you think we said to this very boisterous, (laughs) very rough, very energetic, very spontaneous little boy as he held a fragile newborn baby? We said, be gentle. Noah had within him the power to hurt this baby. He was capable of randomly just throwing or dropping her. And of course, as parents, we said, be gentle. And he was. He was fantastic. And he sat there and held his baby cousin. You see, we all have potential. And we've seen it in this world to be destructive, to be violent, to be angry with each other. That's easy. The right of Galatians says that's the fruit of the flesh. That comes naturally. That's reactive. But to choose a different path, to have power over your anger and rage, to have power or not, to not let go of the things you need to control, to not give into the flesh, to choose a different path, one alongside or in the spirit, that is extremely powerful. And can only be sustained fully, I believe, in an all-powerful God. There is strength and power in gentleness, not weakness. 
And I look forward to exploring that in just a moment. <laughs> but firstly, some announcements. So look, if you've been connecting with us, whether it's in our really small services we've been having, or it's online, it's through this, then we would love to stay connected with you. So please hit subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can email admin at bcc.org.au or comment below. And by doing that, we can add you to our email list and we can keep you informed. You can find us on Facebook as well. We want to stay connected. And one of the reasons we want to stay connected is we believe that this is amazing that we can connect with you this way, but this isn't the full church. This isn't the full experience. This isn't community. This is just a part of it. And so we believe as a, as a church that the two or three are gathered picture, the spirit moving amongst his people as a movement, and so we encourage you to reach out and um, find a community near you. Uh, find us as a community, come along. Or find a small, what we call a small table that you can journey with and do life in the spirit together. That's our desire. That's the purpose we want to reach more with these videos is to see more disciples making disciples. See more people following Jesus and transforming lives. And so if you'd like to know how to do that, who to reach out to, how do you reach out and find your tribe, I guess, find your community, we'd love to help you. So please reach out or at least please consider finding like-minded people to help you produce fruit, help your farm. <laughs> and then let's have a look. What else have we got in announcements? Uh, if you'd like to financially support this ministry, particularly if you've been blessed by online, um, we know there's a lot of people, we can see there's a lot of people connecting with us that aren't from our local church. Uh, we don't want to take away from the things that you're blessing financially already. But if you did feel stirred within you to give towards this ministry, um, give towards the work of this church and help us continue doing this long into the future, then uh, the details will be up on the screen and in the description. And um, yeah, every single amount or whatever goes towards furthering the kingdom uh, through this through this local church at Burley. That's all my announcements. <laughs> we um, let's get back into this idea of gentleness. Let me read Galatians 5:16:26. If you've been through us the last few weeks, you should almost know it off by heart because we've been looking at every single week. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit. They don't work. And the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those, these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Here we go. The things that you just do easily. The things that are human, fleshly, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, amenity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalry, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. These things don't look like God's ultimate vision statement, the kingdom of God. These things don't see heaven come to earth. These things are not of the kingdom. Instead, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against things that ask no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. 
Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. As spoken right through this series so far, the fruit of the flesh is the easy option. It takes nothing, no effort to react to something. It's not hard. If, if someone is rude to you, if someone is annoying you, if someone is nasty, if someone is angry, um, it's not hard to react to that. It's not hard to feel violent towards that or angry towards that or be nasty back. James 3.8 says this, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. It's so easy to speak back to someone. It's so easy to return uh, nastiness with nastiness. Such is the nature of sin. Uh, it says, you know this one from Romans 6.23, if you've been around church culture long enough, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. I like the way it explains it there. This verse talking about the curse of sin. And I like it. It's a better word than the fruit of the flesh. It actually says within the spirit there's fruit. But with sin, when we walk in sin, when we walk in the flesh, the wage is death. The price of sin builds into a spiraling cycle of violence and sin and death. And we see this right through the word of God. Within, within a generation in Genesis, within Adam and Eve first rejecting God's way, their boys try to murder each other. One successfully does. Cain kills Abel. One generation and sin starts that cycle of violence. And then from then on, we read through the word, this cycle of violence, of anger, of sin. In fact, in Genesis 6.11, this is how it describes the world after generations. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight. And what? The earth was filled with violence. Such is the wages of sin. Such is the price of living through the flesh. That's just violence. This cosmic cycle, although not fully seen in a spiritual sense, we don't see sin, it's not, it's not color-coded, we don't, you don't see it in that type of sense. It's a spiritual rejection of God. But we can see the fruit of it, we can see the price of it in everyday violence and everyday statistics. I mean, domestic violence, drugs, sexual, sexual abuse is so easily, we see it passed on to generation to generation. Funny, logic would say that if you've been abused or if you've abused, you've seen your parents abuse drugs, then logic would say that would steer you clear. But that's not how sin gets part. That's not how, that's, that's not how brokenness, that's not, that's not how this cycle works. Often it goes down generations. It's taught, it's passed on, this way of the flesh. Hurting people continue to hurt more people. Hoping that somehow if we hurt each other enough, it'll make it right. <laughs> you see this in the workplaces, small communities, gossip, control, manipulation. It always starts with a few. And then they say it breeds into the culture. It becomes what they do doesn't have a great culture, they'll say. It's been cultivated. Kind of reminds me, I've got a picture here of those cartoons where they pull out bigger guns. Your Bugs Bunny pull out a small gun. 
You have Marvin Martian pull out a big laser. Then you have him run off and get a rocket. And then the next one will get two rockets. And the next one will get a nuclear warhead. And the next one will get seven nuclear warheads. And it just escalates, escalates, escalates. The violent escalates. Or probably better put, as Jesus says, <laughs> Matthew 5.38. You've heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Jesus saying, I get it. Someone takes your eye, take their eye. Someone takes their tooth, you take, or someone takes your tooth, you take their tooth. He says this, but I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. As if to say, okay, rather than going ahead and slapping him. Jesus almost bringing this cartoon picture of, I can picture two men just slapping each other. One slaps him, he slaps the next one. A slap, 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 slap. The cycle of violence continues. Nobody wins. Everybody's cheeks are sore. this endless cycle of sin, retaliation and violence. Now this passage again, taken out of context so much, is it's not about not standing up for what you believe. It's not about being treaded on. It's not about being soft. It's not a passage about leadership or taking a stand. We see Jesus make a whip in a temple and drive people out. This is a passage that Jesus is speaking about this violent cycle. The need for control. The sin that our world is stuck in and he's talking about having the power to break it. Which is exactly what happened 2,000 years ago. While we're still sinners, it says in Philippians. While we were hurting people trying to hurt other people, trying to blame others for the curse, punishing each other, this endless cycle, trying to fix things with force while ourselves needing fixing. An impossible situation. Jesus came and took that hurt. He took that shame. He took that sin. He took that violence. He took the price, the wages of sin, and he paid it on a cosmic and personal level on the cross. He paid the wage of death. Freeing us, giving us a way out from this endless violence and cycle of sin. And so we now, through his power, through him alone, his spirit, are given an alternative path to walk. Someone does something to you that you don't like. Someone says something about you that you don't like. Someone actively tries to hurt you. Someone someone tries to get you because they are hurt. Through the Spirit and a growing relationship with Christ, you can actually break that cycle. You can actually walk away. How's that? You can actually not retaliate in kind, in the same way. You can not hurt back. You don't have to raise your voice. You don't have to bugs bunny and get a bigger weapon. You can powerfully show life transformation, live a life transformed. You can, with all the destructive potential, choose to be gentle. Choose to respond differently. So my three encouragements I want to look at, and they're kind of three questions as well to explore as we look at all the fruit, but we look at gentleness today. 
in a, in a real plant, it's the soil, water, and sun, or whatever. <laughs> in this case, I want to give us three kind of statements or, or three encouragements, and then also give you a question to ask your small table, your tribe, your community, and do some deep work. Um, number one, look, my encouragement is justice isn't yours. It's God. God's. It's his justice. And so my question is, how can you give up your need for ultimate justice? You know, if you give that up, if you can find a way, if you can talk about your daily practice of giving up ultimate justice to God, it means you can be easier on yourself. God's your judge. You don't have to be your own judge. You have to be violent to yourself, hard on yourself. Give it to him. But also means you have to give violence to other people. You have to get them back for hurting you. Because it's already been paid for. You don't have to pay for it. You have to get them. Giving it up to God means you can walk away. <laughs> or you're free to show gentleness. It's up to God. Justice isn't yours. It's his. I guess my next question is, how can you remain each day more in the spirit? This is what it all looks like. This is what John 15 talks about. Remain in me and I remain in you. This, this takes creativity though. This is the, um, lately for me in this COVID, in this season, has got me a little tired, got me a little weary, got me a little frustrated. Um, I have found for me that having the Bible app read me some Psalms every morning has centered me. That's not mind blowing. <laughs> That's not the most, well, I'm not going to write a book on listening to Psalms in the morning and people are going to buy it and go, this is the most amazing advice. But for me, I've been encouraged. I've just getting my Bible app and while I'm getting the kids ready and talking, I've just pressed play. And I'll let Psalms be read to me. It's been really calming for me. It's been really centering for me. And it's just a small creative way that I can remain in the spirit first thing in the morning. What's it for you? Ask each other. Ask your tribe. Ask your group. Ask your small table. What's it for you? In fact, we have a relatively untapped resource in most our churches and particularly in Burley Church. And that's those that are older than us, those that have remained in the spirit for a longer amount of time. You know, you can't hide much of what you've produced when you're older. We all know an elderly person who, despite being sick, despite having immense loss in their life, despite um, the change of life, the discomfort that comes with the curse of getting older, which we all have to do. Despite all the discomfort, we all know a senior person in our life or an older person that still remains gentle and peaceful. It's almost like the fruit of their life producing that means even in different stages of their life, there's a peace to them. We all know they are opposite. We all know people that have let anxiety and anger riddle their life to the point of everything makes them furious. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about those that have remained in the spirit. And so most of our churches, and in particular Burley, has people like this. And so my encouragement is, if you're looking for ways in your life to remain in him, ask them. 
Say, how do you do it? How did you see, how did you lose loved ones? How did you take the roller coaster of his life and still remain in the spirit? How do you produce good, healthy fruit of gentleness in what is pretty hard seasons? What a resource. Can I encourage you to do that? How can you remain every day? Or how can you increase every day more in the spirit? And then three, and this is kind of the one that, um, yeah, might take a little bit more thought, but who in your life could you be more gentle with? I know for me, kids at 4 p.m. on a weekday, I could be a little bit more when they're driving me crazy, when they're jumping off the couch, when they're asking for food, when they're running around like crazy. Um, I know I could be more gentle with them. Um, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your, could you be more gentle with them? Maybe it's a grandparent, a grandkid. That person at work that keeps making mistakes. That person at work who for some reason has made you their enemy and everything you say they have to comment on. (laughs) It's like they're out to get you. They're like the arch nemesis at work. Can you be more gentle to them? Do you have to play that cycle? That neighbor that throws the clippings into your yard or makes noises and has a party not just Friday night, but every week night. Do you go, I don't know, do you chuck it back over the fence? Do you tell them to be quiet? Or is there a way you can show and be more gentle? Stop that cycle. Let God deal with them. That person at the shop who takes the item just as you're about to grab it. That car that cuts you off, goes too slow, goes too fast, goes too medium speed and just bugs you. Church, who in your life could you be more gentle with? Will you continue the cycle along your life or will you choose Jesus who's given us a different way? A response, a different way to act. It isn't natural. It isn't of the flesh. It is less and less seen in our world. A world that obsessed with outrage. It is weird to be gentle. But it's so weird, it's so strange, it's so counterintuitive and countercultural that it reveals the salt and light and it reveals the spirit that is guiding you. Let me pray as we uh, continue to speak to our small tables, continue to have this conversation around what it looks to keep producing fruit of the Spirit. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you that we can only do this through your Son, who chose to grab that cycle of violence and death and sin and paid the wage. And now each and every morning we have the opportunity to make a decision to walk it in with you, or to walk it in our own instincts, our own, um, uh, just our own way. And Father, I just pray for our church, our community, those who are listening, I just pray that we'd be a people that choose to walk in your spirit more often than not. Choose to follow you, choose to walk in your word, choose to walk in your ways, and that we'd be known as gentle people, not weak people, but people that have potential to be so destructive and angry and 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 nasty but put all that aside to to walk in your gentle spirit father fill us all the more each day in jesus christ's name amen